Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Are you ready now? Have you finished your tea? Can we start? (laughs) Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Is it still Christmas? Well, as we record, it's what? The the 29th. So, no, we're we're in that funny sort of twilight zone in between between holidays when everybody says, well, I'm not doing anything because it's about to be New Year. I'll tell you what. Happy Easter. Yes, that'll do us. Yes. (laughs) You're quite right. It's the 30th of December. No, it's not. It's the 29th. Um, because we're recording a day early. I just said that. Keep up at the back. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. But it's show 177, and it is now um, towards the end of the year. I, I, I suppose most, show will be, most shows, podcasts, will be doing a annual roundup. We're not doing that, are we? Sorry, <laughs> I was I was I was entranced. I was in, no no no. I'm keeping up. I was entranced. I was just listening. I was hanging on to your every word. No, I mean no best I mean, of. Best of. Uh, yeah, but this whole show is about the best of, isn't it? Really? Yeah, hang that idea. Everyone else can do that. <laughs> Whatever works. Dot works is our website, and um, if you want to join in the chatter and have some fun, tell us what whatever works in your life, and you can do that in the MeWe group. Links in the show notes to that as always aidenbell.com is for aiden and all he does tedsalmon.com is for me and a special thank you um for the the people during 2022 who have supported us um, particularly financially but also by listening but you know buying uh, stuff from our amazon affiliate link and buying me coffees and all that sort of thing is really really appreciated so thank you very much and Here's to a, an, an elongated 2023, eh, Aiden? Absolutely. You paused when you said 2022 there. Had you forgotten what year it was for yeah, a moment, I probably Ted. heard. <laughs> it's very confusing, isn't it? <laughs> Save me with oh, whatever uh, is going you, on with you. Do you do, do, you do new, new Year's resolutions? I can't even say it. Never mind, do it. Are you into all this New Year resolution rubbish, or do you just get well, on with it like I, I do? I have not ever been, but this year I'm going to have to lose some weight, I think because um, I'm, I'm just too weighty. So um, I think if you can call it a New Year's resolution... I'll tell you what, I'll start it on the 2nd of January, then it won't be a New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't do anything like that at all? No, I don't. I mean, I happen to have one at the moment because I've decided it really is time I, I started writing another show. So I think my New Year's resolution is to... Is to I was going to say stop flogging the dead horse that is my Christmas show, but that's very unfair, and I'm going to keep flogging it. But it's time to start on a new work. So... That's a resolution for me. I was a bit, a sober thought for 2023 is a next paid work. And this is no joke. I mean, this quite literally, and I use the word literally correctly. The next paid work for me is December 2023 Santa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, do that will change. I mean, things come in, don't they? That Yeah, it's it's the blessing and the curse of, of being in show business. You know, you yeah. just don't know what's around the corner. No, you don't. And I'm sure that you'll get more than that. But, um, yeah, it's very um, interesting that you should mention that. So you never have done any New Year's resolutions? 
I don't believe I have, no. no. The thing is, I, I like to think of myself as a stoic person who just gets on with it. Don't cry over spilt milk. Take the cards that you're dealt and work with them and just get on with it. So I don't really need to say, right, this is the moment in my life when I am going to turn around and do things better. It's just I try to do things better all the time anyway. Very good. How about that? Yeah, I tell you what, I wish I could do things better enough to earn a bit more money and buy a Sage Oracle coffee machine. <laughs> they came... Oh, Ted, was I tempted? Not that old Oh, again. well, listen. <laughs> do you remember £1,900? And I just said... Yeah. I remember you saying you've got to love coffee for that. Mm. Well, it came down to £1,199 on Boxing Day. Um, I still didn't go near it. Oh, it's right. got to be sub 1,000 before it even comes on my oh. radar. But Amazon brought it down to 1,100 or 1,200. And even now, Amazon and John Lewis both have brought it down to 1,500 quid. It, it's money, still a lot. It's still way out of my purse strings. But you never know. You never know. If they bring it down under a thousand, then you're going to have to hold me back. <laughs> I, I could send you a few rubles for the speaker, which we're going to talk about later on, um, if that will help you. But it won't get you to. Well, you know what I've done quid. for the first time ever? I've logged um, again the the the, the plugin that I never remember the name of on Amazon that you follow the prices. You, you, oh, we do Keeper. This. Keeper, thank you very much. We go through this occasionally. Yeah. Um, I've actually registered on Keeper to have an alert if the price drops below, below 1,000. Oh, right. I didn't know you could use Keeper to do that. You can. You can say, let me know if such and such an oh. item goes either above or below a certain price. I, didn't, I don't use it like that. That's a, that's a revelation. Well, Whatever you works, are. eh? I've taught you a thing today. So what's with you? What have you bought? Did you get anything I've got Christmas? For my, yeah, for my Christmas present, which was well um, advertised in advance, I got my new 40-inch TV. That's right, yes. Really nice. It's great. It's fine. It's got Google TV built in, which is just crap. So I've turned that off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just use my Roku box, and that works really, really well. Um, nice picture, nice big screen. I can see it across the room better than the old smaller one. The old smaller one, I realised, was 28 inch, so 40 inches is quite a significant um, leap up for me. Um, so that's really nice. And I got a record from my sister, a Kate Bush record from 1980. Yeah, I remember her. And also, after that crap omelette maker which ended up in room 101 i got a proper one the pucker one which was that nutri q one i'll put a link in the show notes to that and that's really good i tested that out and it works really well it doesn't stick um like the crappy one did and it works excellently well so that that's excellent too a, a really good present that was and lastly i got a um, quest hand blender to make soup with ah oh you're 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 fat keen on your soup we all know that ted oh yeah, excellent yeah. and that also replaces the crappy one that i got do you remember i got one that was from amazon um marketplace or something no not marketplace that other thing re- re- right. returns renews but now i'm a little and, sorry after you after you uh, well it well it broke <laughs> And I, I, I thought it was great. I was shouting about it. It went from um, it went from um, the, the the gold medal, the gold the gold star, into room one hundred and one <laughs> in one week. I think. Oh, I see. <coughs> well, that was what I was going to ask. Excuse me. I was going to ask you that. That um, you, I remember you waxing lyrical about a soup maker, and that was a sort of a bowl, a, a sort of heated bowl soup thing, like a thermos flask that heated, that did the whole thing for you. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what died? Because what, I was going to say, why do you need this uh, hand blender yeah. when you already no. had a soup-making machine? No, 
Yes. Now the soup making machine, the the good one, which lasted three years. Right. We just recently, about two months ago, chucked it away. I see. Because, okay. Because the motor. There's nothing else wrong with it, but the motor's knackered. Yeah. And when when you put the ingredients in it, it wasn't chopping it up properly. It still kind of worked. If you if you cooked everything first and then put it in, it would still work. Right. But um, no, it, it it done its three years service, and I think that the three years is what you can expect from these kind of devices. Yeah, yeah, these days. I think so. Yeah. So. Um, but I didn't want to buy another one because they were like over a hundred. Right. So you sort of got you. You're going retro now. You're doing it manually, as it were, with your hand. Yeah, blending. yeah. So hand blending stuff. You can't put it in raw. Same thing. But at least you can blend it when you get there. Um, but yeah. Um, so I had a nice little bunch of presents, and um, I was quite pleased, especially with my telly. Splendid, splendid. And talking of coffee. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I really uh, was. I was listening. Honestly, I was. No, <laughs> no something else just occurred to me uh, as we go into the new year. Um, I've, I'm now fully decaf. It's been about a month now since oh. I saw my urologist who said, oh, caffeine's terrible for bladders, you know. And I, so the very next day I said, all right, and gave away the coffee oh, and tea yeah. bags to the food bank and bought new coffee and tea bags, all decaf. And um, Chris Kelly will slap my wrists, but I just don't notice the difference. I'm honestly, I think both tea and coffee are perhaps a tiny little bit less. There's a little bit less punch, perhaps, in the taste, but it really doesn't bother me. And I'm happily drinking decaf Earl Grey tea all morning and decaf uh, lattes from my wonderful coffee machine. Have I told you I've got a coffee machine Uh, all afternoon? (laughs) And I'm fine with that. And I'm taking in, well, I wouldn't say no caffeine. I mean, apparently people say, oh, there's still caffeine in decaf, you know, but obviously not as much as if I was having the full fat. So, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that into the mix. I am now caffeine free, but you wouldn't know it from my hyperactivity. No. <laughs> it obviously makes no difference. No, it hasn't calmed me down. But then no. again, in the old days, when I was drinking full fat caffeine, I could drink three or four coffees and go straight to bed and sleep like a baby. So yeah, I don't so think caffeine, no, no, caffeine has never affected me in that respect. However, the decaffeinating process you need to be careful with, don't you? Because apparently it's kind of bad for you, well, the way they do it, in, in some instances. Oh, I didn't know that. I do have a sense of deja vu of saying on a recent show that I had heard that there are only something like two or three places in the world that can decaf coffee. So if you buy decaf coffee, it will always have come from one of these places. Then again, that may be old news that I heard years ago and it's no longer the case and people are doing it at home in their bedrooms. I don't remember that. But I do remember reading something that said that there there are different ways of getting coffee decaffeinated yeah and some of them are chemical based um which are the bad ones and some of them well, that's are interesting. A, different, a, different, a different way i can't remember i now. need to look into that it costs more i mean there is that trying to be healthy costs money there's a surprise oh, right. yeah i mean I, I buy my beans from uh, harrison hall and it costs five pounds something or other for 250 gram of regular and seven pounds something or other for decaf so the price of health very good now, somebody kindly sent me this week <laughs> a, um, a, a phone stand, which we were talking about in the last show. I think it was you. Uh, somebody brought them on to the show. It wasn't me that brought them on, but I was taken no. with them and ordered what I thought was going to be one. And it actually turned out to be a pack of four, even though it was something like three quid, wasn't it? I mean, it was a silly price. Three ninety nine. Yeah. I'm looking at now on yeah. Amazon and you get four of them. So, um, yes, I thought I'll send one of those to my friend Ted. And I did. And I've got one in my hand. I'm looking at it now. And it's quite 
for a quid, it, it makes you wonder how on earth they do. They, they must pay people bowls of rice to make yeah. food because they, they. Well, in fact, there's probably no people involved in it at all, is there? But anyway, the the the, the nice thing about this one is that it's all plastic, fairly sturdy plastic. But at the front, it's got a black section which appears to be made of rubber. Probably isn't rubber. It's probably silicon. But um, the they th- those being there keep it from sliding around on the table absolutely and yes that works really well so have you found that you yours has been useful um it hasn't been terribly useful yet because i haven't had a use case for it but i think the right. very next time i find myself on a train or a plane or sat in a pub for a long time wanting to work with my phone and my bluetooth keyboard uh it will be very very useful um yeah and as, got a bluetooth as, keyboard? i have yes i'll be bringing that on to the next show when i've used it oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know me but no these are very good and as you say not only does the rubber stop it sliding around on the desk it also stops the phone from slipping in it um very very good i can't remember who brought it on i do apologize for that but very very good call well jim fowl good call sir thank you very much for that um and that's really nice and actually when you put your phone in it it makes it even less slippery because they had the weight exactly yes yeah it's a good thing that well done What's my... Oh, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you indeed. And it, it's my turn. That's what... Th- thank you for giving me the chance to jump in. And I, I, blow, I blew it. Mike Latour mm. uh, brings us... He says, just mud to the waters a bit more for you, gentlemen. Uh, a cup. Do you remember we talked about sizes? We got ourselves oh, in a yeah. terrible American sizing. Yeah, versus UK yeah. versus... He says, a cup is eight ounces, both liquid and semi-solids. That is flour, butter, etc. So there we are. Now we know a cup is eight ounces. Right. Thank you, Mike. And James Reed says, yes, you can get lots of measuring devices, jugs, scoops, etc., which are marked in cups. Very handy if you are using recipes from the United States, which are invariably measured in cups. That was the, the whole thing was about cups, wasn't it? It was. And Jeremy Harpin takes us back to where I think it all began, which was the difference between different states and countries and the different measurements. Jeremy says, US, EU, UK and Asia all have different sizing for small, medium, large and extra large. As an example, for large, for instance, in the US, that would be 36 to 38 inches. In the UK, 34 to 36 inches. And in the EU, 32 to 34 inches. Or in Asia, typically 30 to 32 inches and you can also vary by country he says oh within asia within asia yes indeed always worth bearing in mind he says if you can identify the original manufacturer source from the seller blurb yeah but then you have to look it all up again and find out i mean you know we've discussed this on the show in the past haven't we and even even when you're within the same jurisdiction, one company's idea of a size will turn out to be different from another's. So you don't really... I mean, it's a lottery, isn't it? Even within yeah. the same country, you still have... It's a lottery. Do you remember those socks? I think this baby began with those socks that you bought, which have been passed around. Yes, that were, which we'll come to in, in yeah, a minute. Yeah, which were ridiculously small for yeah. you and fairly small for me. And yet, as we'll come to later, seem to have fit, fitted um, uh, Chris Kelly very well. So, yeah, yeah. it's a lottery. I mean, really, your guess is as good as mine is as good as anyone else's. Yeah, this whole um, small, medium, large, extra large, XXL, XXXL, it was an attempt to unify all this and not have all these stupid sizes of inches and all the rest of it. Yeah. I think the idea was good, but but there was no standardisation. Yeah. No, no, one, no one said that this is what M 
has to be. Yes. No one, no one said this is what XL needs exactly. to be. So everyone just ran off with their own thing and did their own thing. So they might as well have just forgotten about that and stuck with what they and had. And I mean, the, the thing place. is, an inch, which I think is a ridiculous measurement, we should be using centimetres, but that's another story. An inch is the same size <laughs> all over the world. So why don't clothes simply say fits size 14 to 17 or fits mm, size yeah. 8 to, to 9 or whatever? You know. You do surprise me sometimes. I would, I would have had you down as someone who would want to keep inches, not go to centimetres. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because they were so stupid in the first place. I mean, you know, it's just such a stupid system. It was based 12, on, the, yeah. on the size of the king's foot. I mean, how can that mm. be scientifically sound? And everything in in multiples of twelve and not in yeah, tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do agree with you, but I just thought you would you would go for the old fashioned ways. Yeah, I, I can understand that. No, well, you see, I like to be a dichotomy and just baffle people yeah. at every turn. Now, sticking with the USA, yes. which we kind of are, we turn to snow pushers. Ah. and I've never, I, I didn't know snow pusher was a thing. But anyway, Daniel Bemis says that he wants to recommend a snow pusher, which is a kind of shovel on the end of a stick but it's quite wide and i don't know if people in the uk will know what this is but um yeah it's like a it's like a slow a snow plow really but a, a personal snow plow <laughs> a snow plow and on not a stick a motorized <laughs> yeah anyway we'll link to the um to the sh- in the show notes to the um alternatives in the uk as well as his original one um and he says that the the manual snow plow pushes quite a bit of snow this is the 36 inch version that he has and it fits our pavement which almost perfectly he didn't say pavement of course he said sidewalk <laughs> But I changed it. Yeah. It's really convenient to push the snow off the drive rather than shovel it. It uses much less time and effort, and I found it to be incredibly useful in my small snow-filled town recently. You can also use it to scrape ice off the pavement by turning it over, and it costs $85. Ouch. How much is that in old money? Um, about 60 quid yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's not cheap. But, yeah, usually the things that Daniel gets um, don't... They're not always the cheapest, but they he, he often finds the, the best and the, the ones that will last him years. So, yeah. good shout, Daniel. You get what you pay for. In fact, I, I have heard of these. I have one. I've just never heard the term snow pusher before. Yeah, right. <clears throat> um, I, snow shovel, I think we'd probably call it in this country. But um, I do have one. I got it long, long, long time ago, probably from Amazon or maybe from a garden centre back in those days. And I do find it very useful, and I can concur with what Daniel says. Also, if you turn it, as he says, upside down for scraping ice, and then kind of smack it like an axe, it's very good for smack for breaking up ice before you then shovel it. So, yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to bring people into the mix there. <laughs> good for whacking people around the head. Good for whacking head. people around the head, yes. <laughs> right, we're going to head back to these socks Oh, the now. socks, yes. So, Chris <clears throat> Kelly, um, we, we're talking about these Cosify socks, Coskify socks, and you and I both rejected them. We both tried them, and they've ended up in charity shops yes. or whatever. Chris Kelly reckons they're good. He says that he's a motorcycle instructor, and um, he can often um, be walking around a car park for six hours a day. He's got a good pair of boots, but socks has been a bit elusive for him. Um, but... 
he has found that the ones that we recommended were to try, and he, he's got size 12 shoes, which which might be significant um, as well. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that. Um, I often have to settle for 10 to 12 sizes, says Chris, um, but they, they end up being a bit short, resulting in the heel pad being under my foot. Now, these ones are size 12 to 14, and they are plenty long enough in the foot. The width is also adequate for me, but I do get te- Ted's issue. There is an a- elasticated band that wraps around the arch. When sitting around, this is noticeably tight, but the support for this, um, while spending many um, hours a day on my feet, is actually a revelation. So that works both ways. It, it, it keeps it tight, but um, actually it doesn't allow it to kind of slip down. Yeah. So it's kind of working for Chris uh, in a way that it didn't for me and it clearly didn't for you. Um, my feet don't ache half as much, he said. I've been so impressed that I bought a second batch, uh, and they're nineteen pounds for six pairs. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that someone through our recommendation um, was able to make some use of those, and they d- didn't all end up in a charity shop. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Other makes are available, as Roger North points out, with his Bigfoot functional work socks size yeah. 11 to 14. These are good, he says, as well, and I have found are not too tight at the top either. And they do look very... They do look sort of bigger and fluffier than the the, the, the previous we've talked yeah. about. Yeah. My problem is um, that... Actually, these are cheaper, aren't they? Six pairs of 14 quid. Um, my problem with size 14, when it says 12 to 14, I'm at the top end of that. My feet are size 14. Yeah. And so what I want really is is a, a size that is, you know... Um, 14 to 18 14, or something. Yeah, 14, yeah exactly. Something <laughs> yeah. that starts at 14, not that ends at 14. And um, so I'm I'm always pushing the boundaries on that. Anyway, I don't think I'll ever find them. So thank you, gentlemen, uh, Roger and Chris. I'm going to tell you something that Santa bought now. <laughs> yeah, for my Santa work, um, I've uh, over the years that I've done it, I've investigated watches. I, I one can't wear one's own watch, you know, because Santa wouldn't wear a modern smartwatch. That wouldn't quite work. So I, I remember in the past, I tried buying a wooden watch from Amazon, which wasn't very expensive and didn't work very well. Mm. And I discovered something this year, which I snapped up. I bought myself a pocket watch, Yay. and it's called a vintage nostalgic hollow gear pocket watch with chain. And it really is. I mean, when you look through them, you realise that I think what they do. Is is they have a watch that they then sell with a myriad different faces and covers and you can get everything from Ozzy Osbourne to reindeer to pictures of <laughs> butterflies to God knows what on the front. And I found one that had a rather nice looking sort of uh, something that the elves might have made, a sort of a clockwork cogs going around sort of image, yeah. which looks very nice and makes it look oldie worldy as if it had come from Santa's workshop. But the real yeah. USP for me is it actually works as a watch. You set it. You know, you, as you would with a watch, you set the time on it. But the great thing is you come back to it two weeks later and it's still within half a minute or so. It's telling the right time, which meant that I could wear it for my Santa gigs this year and did indeed around my waist on its little chain. And when I was halfway through a gig thinking, oh, this is interminable. When does this curse end? I could look at my watch uh, as Santa would. I just check out the time <laughs> and look at my little pocket watch. Um, It's a little bit clinical inside. I mean, the inside is pretty much pure white, not what you'd think Santa's watch might be like. But then again, it's old fashioned font, fontery um, and nice old fashioned looking hands. Yeah, just a cute, as it says on the tin, nostalgic vintage pocket watch with chain. And I can vouch that it works. 
That's really nice. And it was nine quid. I should. I didn't even tell you the price. Yeah. It, 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 actually, these days it comes in under cheapest chips. I should have put it in. Nine pounds ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a series of them um, that they've done with The Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, the Tim Burton film, um, which is a great film, incidentally, as an aside. Yes, but yes. But if you, if you look at the, the seat, bottom right-hand corner there of the screen, there's a theme of there lots of different ones from The Nightmare Before, Nightmare yes, Before yes. Christmas. And they, those look great. I'd love to have one of those. As I said, if, <laughs> you, if, you, if, you, if you click through, I mean, there's a lot of snake designs, a lot, sort of, lot of sort of heavy metal-y, yeah. trendy kind of designs in that respect. Yeah. But, but lots and lots. And also, they do seem to come in various colours. I bought this sort of nice uh, brass old world sort of colour, but they come in silver and gold as well. And good fun. Presumably it's all plastic. No, 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 no. It's metal. It's metal. It? I mean, it's probably cheapo metal, but it's made of metal. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Okay. No plastic. Unfortunately, it's no longer with me. I can't absolutely verify that. It's, excuse me, it's in a suitcase in the loft now waiting for next year. Oh. But, um, Has it got a battery in it? Did you mention that? I didn't. I didn't even look. It must have a battery in it. How else would it yeah. work? Yeah, it's so got a battery. You could wind it up. I no, I think it must have a battery. This is yeah. the kind. This is why Aiden doesn't review stuff. <laughs> but um, it just works, Ted. All right. Yeah, it just tells the time. You open it and you look at the time. What more? What more, more do you want to know? Uh, yeah, here we go. Bucket watch is battery powered. So uh, presumably right. ne- next Christmas, when the box comes down from the loft, I may have to replace the battery. We'll see then. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see if it's still telling the right time when it comes down next December. Yeah. Yeah. And you could hold your pocket watch in a heated mitten. <laughs> oh, dear me. We're back to slinky links, yeah. yes. A friend, friend of mine from Sussex, Fern Appleton, um, has bought some USB heated mittens. And um, they cost a tenner. And they're very feminine. But she's female, so that's all right. And, um, yeah, they look really neat. And she thinks they're great. You plug in the cord to a USB to warm them up. And then they stay warm for a while. Or you could just leave them plugged in if you're near enough to a USB. Or you carry a battery pack with you. Mm-hmm. And she, she says that she's a writer. And she said that when she's been writing in the winter, you can flap back the mitten bit at the top so that you can reveal your fingers and they become fingerless gloves. And they look really nice. They, they look really cute in the colours they've provided them in. They, they look as though they're kind of Japanese teen style. To yes, be honest, they do. But, yes, yes. Um, but they they look really nice. They're washable. She says. I'm not quite sure how they they're washable. I guess you must be able to pl- unplug the, the the cable in some way. But yeah, fifteen quid, um, and they look really cute. So thank you, Fern. That's a good shout. Thank you, Fern. Good shout. And a very good shout from Daniel Bemis. Is it Bemis or Bemis? We have this conversation every now and again. Don't know. My apologies to you, Daniel. Daniel brings us alternative wrapping. That is a good one. He says, we use Christmas gift bags filled with tissue instead of wrapping paper. Not only is it faster than wrapping presents, but it's also environmentally friendlier. Yeah. We, we reuse many gift bags and, these bag, and, and use the bags given to us by similarly thinking folk as well. I usually only have to buy bags once every other year if that with friends and family doing the same we get a large variety of bags that are different each year yeah Yeah, i mean i like that all this all this wrapping paper that gets wrapped up and then all the sellotape that's on it, and then it all has to be torn off and chucked away and if possible sellotape later recycled so very good shout daniel i like that what's the tissue though um presumably that means that you scrunch up i think so yeah i think what he means is i i'm i'm guessing what daniel means is you don't just plonk it in the bag and have done with it you you wrap it in tissue or you put it in the bag and you use tissue uh to to pad it out a little bit but but tissue meaning um tissue not not like toilet tissue 
tissue no. as in colourful tissue. Yeah. I mean, it's slightly right. ambiguous because he says tissue instead of wrapping paper, but I don't think you'd wrap up the bag. You'll need to clarify this for no, us, no, 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 no. I'm assuming that you put, put said gift in said bag and then take said tissue paper and just yeah, sort of yeah. chintzy chuck it around. It yeah, chuck yeah, it in and make yeah. it look lovely. Chuck it in. Chuck it in, mate. Uh, <laughs> right, now, we're coming back to this speaker which you sent to me. Yes, sir. Um, which was sitting under your desk doing nothing. Yeah, can, I, can I just pre- proceed that, if I may, by saying, I yeah. bought this from a, through, the, through the MeWe group, um, oh, two or three years ago. Uh, certainly oh, right. Pre, oh, pre-Covid. I mean, it must have been 2018 or 19, uh, pre-Covid. I bought a speaker uh, and found that, sadly, it didn't seem to play well with our Google devices, and so it went under the desk until just recently. So please take it away, Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Harman Kardon um, Citation 1 Mark II, and it's really nice. I, as you say, it's, it's probably out of date now. I, th- I think there is a Mark III out now, but I, it works perfectly well as far as i can see um it's quite bassy not outrageously bassy but it is quite bassy um and the pickup for the google assistant is really broad focused and smart um so that works really well um my big problem is just getting used to talking to michelle we've we've covered this before i know and we've and we think differently about it i just it's not natural i don't find it natural to speak to machines but i i have been trying i've been um barking orders across the room (laughs) and um you know and 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 seeing if where where to place it to get the where am i going to use it the most and what would you use it for it was my big question for you apart from music control because the natural thing to me to be to to seems to be kind of music control um i did find some other real world uses for it which i'll come to in a minute but um yeah music control seems to be the big one it is i mean my mother and i both use it uh, for listening to, in inverted commas, more than anything else. Music control is lovely because, of course, the way Google works is you can say, play me such and such a song, and then Google will go on playing you other songs of that genre as long as you want. Yeah. So that's always great fun. And the radio. I mean, it becomes a glorified radio because you can just tell it to play a radio of your choice. Um, that's... I, I'm with you. What do you mean? When you say a radio, you mean a radio station? Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, a radio station. So you'll say, keyword, play Radio 4. Keyword, play Radio oh, okay. Luxembourg. Keyword, play whatever radio it is you want yeah. to hear. Uh, right. And so, in fact, that they become radios in our house okay. as much as anything else. Other than that, yes, I, I gave it some thought. And to be honest, I can only think of two other things that we do really use them for. Firstly, is as an audio Google search. So just as you would open your search pro, uh, pro search program of choice and ask yeah. it how tall is the Eiffel Tower all you have yeah. to do is say the keyword how tall is the Eiffel Tower and the speaker will tell you that yeah. is really useful if you're putting your coat on and you're about to rush out of the house and somebody says but will the shop be open you just say oh keyword what time does Tesco close today and it tells you instantly that sort yeah. of thing is incredibly useful when you haven't got a computer switched on or you want a phone number I mean I've had a situations where I've needed to phone something very quickly and I've said um, Google what's the phone number for whatever it is And then the third and final use that I can think of, which is minimal in my household, is smart devices. We don't actually have many smart devices. In fact, we're almost exclusively lights now. So I will, from time to time, tell it to turn on the lights or turn off the lights. 
Uh, but of course, if you're a house where everything from your fridge to your toaster is controlled by the internet, then of course you could, the world is your oyster. You could t- yeah, tell it yeah. to do goodness knows what in your house. That's where these plugs come in, isn't it? Yeah, you buy these yes. three-pin plugs that are smart plugs. And uh, Gareth Miles is always going on about those. His, his house is full of them. Yes, and, and you did, indeed, in our conversation, you did remind me, with my ridiculous, dreadful memory, that uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my runway lights, as I call them, which I've spoken about on the show, that illuminate the driveway so I can reverse down at night they i did have those controlled by google but again that was really more for fun than for practicality because yeah, it was just yeah. fun to say google switch off the runway lights and have them turn themselves off but yeah you you need a, it, it it brings up an interesting point which is that technology is wonderful when it does all these amazing things but only if you have a use case yeah and to be yeah. honest our use case, and it sounds as if yours as well, is really 90% using it as an audio device, just listening to yeah. music, listening to the radio. I think that, that that's true. And, and it works really well for that, as you've described. I've not tried the radio thing yet, but I will link in the show notes to um, a, a page um, on the internet I found which has listed out hundreds of commands you can say to it. Um, some of them fun, some of them functional, some of them um, home uh, device based, tons and tons of them. That I don't know if there is actually a, a, a finite list of, of commands, but yes. there's a huge amount of them there. Um, and, if- and the other thing, before we leave this topic, um, the other thing I was going to mention was that I was looking at some YouTube videos um, with the speaker near to my television. Oh, oh, that's dangerous. Of, <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking at a YouTube video of someone else going through what you can do with it. And, and it got really confused then yes. because the, the person doing the video wasn't not saying the keyword. And so this poor speaker just didn't know its ass from its elbow. But also, it, 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 sometimes it picks up even when you don't give it a keyword. I mean, occasionally my mother and I will be watching a television programme and suddenly Google will say, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Yeah. Just... I. And, and our phones have been doing that for a long time. I do, I do, I, I know what the Google Assistant is about. I have used yes, it. Yes, yes. It's just that I don't use it by choice. I would yeah. rather type on a keyboard. Yes. And, and I, that, that's where we differ, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think it changes if you have kids. If you could say, Google, make a fart noise. I mean, the kids will be amused yeah, yeah. ever. Google, say poo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that um, Gemma Chan's on it. Actually, it's not. <laughs> The the female um, uh, the female Google Assistant voice sounds just like Gemma Chan to me, and uh, I, I just think that's delightful. Um, but but it's not her because I've tried, I've looked it up and I don't know who it is. But in America, um, it, it is based on an actual human being. But I don't know if in the UK it is. Oh right, I, I actually use the American voices. I didn't like. I didn't get on with the uh, with the British accent. So we actually have an American man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like Gemma. She's nice. I, actually, I, cr- I tried to call it Gemma the other day, and it said, and it and it said, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and and also, I've had great fun saying thank you to it because if you say, it, ask it a question, and then it says the answer, and you say thank you afterwards, you get these um, phrases like, um, you know, my pleasure. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a pleasure to serve. I was going to ask. I sw- I switched that off pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you can turn that off. Oh, yes. Uh, does that come under the continuing uh, conversation bit? Yes, I think it does indeed. Yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I yeah. found that. I mean, one thing I would, I would to finish, I would say this intelli- this artificial intelligence is is absolutely stupid. I mean, this is a million miles from intelligent, and the follow-on right. question things never worked. I mean, I tried that. 
You know, you're supposed to be able to say who wrote the music to Star Wars, John Williams. What else has he written? But, you know, you'll then get, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not intelligent at all. I wonder who bought it. I wonder who bought the Arco Rock Quadro Fridge Jug. Ah. <laughs> Somebody did. And thank you very much, because I got some pennies for that. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, one of these old-fashioned looking jugs that we used to have, actually in hospitals, I think, and care homes. Um, and it's, it's kind of tall, and it's got a plastic lid, and it's glass, and it's got a whacking great big handle on the side. £7.63 for the half-litre one, and it looks really cool and old-fashioned. A, a kind of grandma jug that you'd see homemade lemonade in, I reckon. Um, the the, the, the half-litre one will be a bit small for me, I think, but um, the 1.7-litre version, well, it might be a bit too big, I suppose. It's quite big, um, but uh, th- they look really nice, and so um, whoever bought that, thank you very much, and it looks really neat nifty i might buy one myself well <laughs> mea culpa perhaps huh. when did this happen ted is it you when was it when was it um i haven't got that in front of me i bought one of these and it was too big and i sent it back a half liter one yes oh <laughs> no 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 it wasn't because i got the pennies Oh, well, so well, well, if you sent it back, they would have taken the pennies really? back. Really? Do they do that? Do they reach their hand out and take yeah. your pennies back? Yeah, OK, yeah, then yeah. it wasn't me. But I do know what you're talking <laughs> about because I've, I've been on a hunt for something to keep cream in in our fridge. Oh, okay. And the moment it arrived, I thought, this is ridiculously big. Even the five, you know, I mean, I don't want a half, I don't want half a litre. I want a sort of an eighth of a litre. So oh. um, it went back. But, oh, that was quite funny. I thought it might have been me. Right. <laughs> But the, uh, the the one that I think would be more useful is the 1.7 litre. Uh, actually, what would be even more useful would be a one litre version, but I couldn't see one of those because you could put orange juice exactly. in it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if you've got yeah. builders outside all summer and you want to take them lemonade or something, this is perfect. Yeah. So thank you very much, whoever bought that. Um, if you want to chip into my affiliate link, you can do that. And you need to go to tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK and then just shop as normal. Nothing will be different for you. I don't know who's buying what. Um, and all, all that happens is that I get a list of things that people have bought and I get a few pennies. Um, and as I say, it makes no difference to you at all. So do feel free to carry on doing that. Thank you. Still. What are you still using? I'm still using, well, my mum is actually, the Actim Kitchen Time Wall Oh, I remember this, yes, with a little timer thing at the bottom. Yeah, it's really useful. Now, she actually forgets to use it. And, <laughs> uh, and actually, because she's not very good with, so, so good as she was, was with hearing, she doesn't hear the bell unless she's actually in the kitchen. Ah. Um, whereas I can hear it kind of in most places in the house. Um, it's only a bungalow, yeah. so um, I, I can hear it. But anyway, so whenever I'm there doing cooking tasks, I just use it all the time. It's really handy. You, it's, a, it's basically a mechanical timer on the bottom. So you've got a clock at the top and a mechanical timer at the bottom. You turn it round in the usual way and then it tick, 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 ticks until it gets to the to zero and then it lets off this, um, this bell. And I think it's a, it, very reliable as they go and it's a good bell. Well, if you're not hard of hearing, it is. Um, and it's quite attractive too. And the clock works well and the, we've never had to change 
the batteries yet. This was in Whatever Works 73 in January 19. So the batteries have done really well, actually. Um, and I see today that it's £16.95. So there you go. It was a good buy, and it's lasted really well, and we're still using it. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, and it was a good buy. I, I remember you bringing it on the show then, so... Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. In March 2021, I bought, well, I should really say my mother bought, she paid for it, a Rolator, uh, which is um, oh, different people. Yeah. People call it different things. It's the thing what you push along to help you. It's like a, it's like a Zimmer frame yeah. with wheels, um, yeah. which is fantastic. You see a lot of old people using them because they are so very good. And I got one for my mother. Um, in fact, you've, you've managed to track it down on, on Amazon for me, Ted. Thank you. I didn't buy our... I think we bought ours from a local... Um, what's it called? Uh, disability. Shop. Dis- well, it's, I'm trying to think of... Yes, thank you, dear. <laughs> that, that shop thing. Shop. Um, I think a, a disability centre or such we bought it at. Um, <laughs> shut your face, you. But on Amazon, it's currently... I'm just going to keep going. On Amazon, it's teeth and tits, teeth and tits. It's £84, and it's certainly the very one that my mother has. Really good. I mean, it's made, it's sturdy, it's made of aluminium. It's not too heavy, I mean, it's too heavy for my mother to lift up, but it's not too heavy for the likes of you and I to lift up and put into the back of a car or whatever. It folds very, very quickly as, as you, if you, it's got a, uh, a sort of uh, basket thing on the seat. If you lift the seat and take hold of the bottom of the basket and lift up, the whole thing just kind of concertinas and closes as it gets lifted up. So you don't have to physically shut it together as you pick it up it closes itself together it's very very neat chuck it in the car get it out the car open it up and it's good to go um my mother's i don't see it on this picture but my mother's has a little sort of cup thing at the bottom that she can put her walking stick in so she can clip her walking stick to the side of it so she can take a stick with her and very very good we've never had any problems with it i've never felt that it was in any way unsafe or unsturdy or that she shouldn't be using it and she's had it now what what would it be a couple of years now oh no one year only one year this can't this cannot be right sir well anyway she's had it a good good time 2019 isn't it um, oh, no, 21. 21, it says it. But regardless, it, 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 she's had it now for, you know, many, many months and uses it frequently, and we've never had any trouble with it. So I'm um, highly recommended. Well, that's, that's, hang on a minute. That's nearly two years, isn't it? I suppose it is because we're looking March at March 23 coming yeah. up. So, yeah, it, 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 that yeah. probably is correct. So we're going on for two years now, um, and I would certainly recommend it to anybody who has trouble walking. I mean, it's quite funny because with the sticker, because my mother's an elderly lady, and she does very well, and she walks with a stick, and I walk slowly to be beside her of course when she's with the relator it's suddenly like a giles cartoon i mean she's off in the distance and leaving everyone else for dust it's really it's really fabulous and um and of course that makes it a very good exercise device for anybody who is elderly or has trouble with their walking it's it encourages you to walk because it makes it a lot easier and therefore it's you know it's good for the health in that respect as well so win 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 it's really funny that it's got brakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, that, but the, the, the brakes are, of course, not actually for slowing you down. What they are for is if you stop, you put the brakes on so that it doesn't run away. Should right, you lean okay. on it, it won't disappear and you fall over. If you mm-hmm. want to, you can, of course, sit down on it as well. It's not actually a, yeah. a, a... Although we have cheated and used it as a wheelchair, it's not actually meant to be a wheelchair. But you can no. sit down on it. If you've, if you've walked a bit and you're tired, you can put the brakes on and sit down and have a rest on it. And how much would you say um, you would get in that 
um, box under the seat. Let, let's say in standard loaves of bread. It's one of those funny things, Ted. You'd probably get three loaves of bread in there and then a fourth propped right. on the top, keeping the... Do- it's one of those deceptive things. It's very TARDIS-like, yeah. that thing. You actually... Because it's made of material, and so it's not rigid, it's slightly expandable, you can actually right. squish quite a bit in there, more than you'd think. Mm-hmm. It's really very useful. Very, very I mean, nice. my mother puts her yeah. handbag in it straight away, A, for safety, and B, so she hasn't got to manage it. And then yeah. when, if we're out shopping, we find we can put a lot of what we're buying in there with the handbag. And, you know, so she's got a shopping trolley there as well. Super. That sounds really good. This one's quite funny, Ted, because it was cheap as chips and it's really quite a bargain, but I'm not quite sure when I'm going to be able to actually make any use of it. I bought myself a heated... Well, it's quite funny because, as usual, I got it wrong. I thought I was buying a heated glove. I didn't buy a heated glove at all. I bought a heated inner glove thing. I bought the heating element that goes inside a heated glove. A single glove. A single heated element. I know what you're going to use element. that for, you dirty no, boy. No, no, don't, 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 no, whatever. Um, <laughs> only £3.88, so that's, that's old money cheapest chips, that is. I did, I did, uh, I thought I was buying an actual glove, but what I've bought is simply a sheet of felt that's got a heating element sewn into it. Up, up and down each finger and across the palm or the back of the hand, wherever you put it. So the idea is that that goes inside a glove. So I then jumped onto Amazon and bought a nice, cheap and cheerful pair of woolen mittens, woolen gloves, sorry, woolen gloves. And I have taken out the insole of that glove. And my task now, if I am prepared to accept it, is to fix or to stuff, I should say, the inner sole, inner glove back into the outer glove. Are you keeping up at the back here? Together with the heated (laughs) panel. The result being that I have put this heated piece inside a glove so that then when I plug it into the USB at my computer, I've got a single heated glove that I can wear to keep my poor right hand what doesn't have a proper blood flow in it, warm when I'm sat at my computer working. The difficulty is I can't do it until I can meet up with a mate because it's going to take four hands to do this. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this operation, which is, as I say, I've taken the inner glove out of the outer glove and I've got to put the inner glove back into the outer glove together with the heating element up each individual finger as I go. I've got an email. And I can't possibly do that myself. So when I've got a dexterous friend around, we'll use all four hands together to to see if I can do the job, by which time it'll probably be spring and I won't need it. Is that, is that how it's supposed to happen? Does it, does it warn you? You need another person to set this up? No, it doesn't at all. But, I mean, it's entirely my fault because this, now I bought this on eBay, not Amazon. So, yeah. clearly, now that I look at it, of course, it's, it's a heating pad and it even says on it, heating pad. Now you've got a message. Um, <laughs> Messages all over the place. Shut up. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly... Aiden crass stupidity here because it says on eBay heated gloves winter warm five finger gloves heating pad but I didn't I think I was in my usual excitable state despite the caffeine free coffee I didn't read as far as heated pad and just thought it was a glove but I'm fine with that you know me I've got a Heath Robinson element to my personality and I'm very happy to play around with it and make it work Yes. Well, I kind of got lost in the middle there somewhere, but hopefully you, um, between text messages and emails coming in and all the rest of it, I got very distracted, Um, but hopefully you can come back on the next show and tell us that you've got a 
good strong mate down the gym and you sorted it all out. I don't think it's a strong mate I need. I think I need an octopus. I need a mate with six hands who can actually make this thing work. <laughs> right, OK. We'll leave that one with yes. you and you can feed back. Chris Kelly is next on the... Uh, is that Ives... I think it's Ives, isn't it? It's I T H Y E. If if yes, very strange word that is, isn't it? Issies, Um, shower brush. I'm not as flexible as once I was, he says. So reaching the spot between my shoulder blades was becoming a challenge while showering. This double-sided, long-handled brush has proved to be just the job for me. I enjoy a good back scrub with the shorter, stiffer bristles and the longer, softer bristles are great for getting between the toes. So not only back, but backs, but toes as well. Um, as a bonus, it came with a loofah pad, which works well for a general scrub of the easier-to-reach places. Ooh, uh, no, we mustn't go there. <laughs> Nine quid. It does look it does look nice actually, doesn't it? They um, it, it looks like it's got the best of both worlds, as Chris says. You've got the the soft bit on one side, the harder and shorter bit on the other side. I, do, do you know, standing in the shower, I could see myself using that on my back. Um, and uh, I, do you know, eight pound ninety six, I might just get one. What do you reckon? Curse you, Chris Kelly. I think you've got both of us. I've just bought one, Ted. I just put it in my basket as you were talking. Uh, we have one of these in the bathroom, and it looks like it was, you know, it was around during the Korean War. I really think it needs replacing, and this is the perfect one. Yeah. It's got it in the basket. Nice. I don't ever do this in the shower, but if I had it, I probably would, because it looks really ni- a nice idea. I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I suppose I don't just don't scrub my back in any way, shape or form. I just, let the, I just let this stuff flow down over me and I, I hope that my Ew. back's washed. <laughs> Ew. Oh dear. Well, it's, at least I clean my teeth regularly. I want one, I want one, I want one. I want one of those. Right, I want a coffee table. And not any coffee table, but a rustic, handmade, industrial frogham coffee table. The, the reason that, that, that this um, uh, uh, came into my view was because it just looks so nice. It's a coffee table that is made of what looks like kind of old bits of wood, which is the kind of rustic feel. But it's made by this um, company in Southampton that started up five years ago. Um, and it's sold on Amazon UK. So, so they've done a deal with Amazon where they're kind of able to sell their stuff. And they, they, they started up five. It's a family firm. And they, they make, they're making a go of making this handheld furniture from what looks like, you know, not exactly driftwood, but, um, but purposely rustic stuff. And um, I, I suppose, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just really nice to see somebody doing something like this. I, I used to know a guy who started a a firm in um in Gloucestershire called Pineapple Furniture and he did a similar thing and I don't know if he's still going or not but it's great to see these little startups I think and I wish them really well it, this table I think particularly looks very nice um it costs 276 quid Ow! so <laughs> I guess you pay for that handmade crafted thing but but you do with everything don't you um and it just looks really nice and this table is not all they do they do a whole range of stuff so i'll put a link in the show notes to this coffee table but also to the the company and what else they do um very impressed and um my ears pricked up because it was southampton as well which is where i come from um and i like it do you fancy that 
I do like it. My problem is that price, because although it may not be literally, it looks like a reconditioned palette. And and I'm all and I totally agree with you. I'm all for it. I think it's a lovely idea. It's good for the environment too. use it, do making stuff like this. But three hundred pounds for a reconditioned palette. That's that's pushing the boundaries as far. I mean, if it was if it was, you know, 70 quid instead of 270. But I do agree. I do agree with you, Ted. It looks lovely. I do. I do like that sort of rustic feel yeah. and the, the colour of the wood is, is very attractive. Yes. I, I don't think it looks like a palette. I just personally. bulk a little bit at the price. That's all. I, I don't think it looks like a palette myself. I think it looks like um, rustic wood. And I, I think a palette would be just really, really very different to that. Right. But, you know, I, I, we, we all have different views yes. of life. And I, and I really like it. No, so. but as I say, but, I like it too. I just find the price a little bit hard to swallow. Don't be so miserable. <laughs> Sorry. Let's do Room 101. Talking of miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we led into that one beautifully, didn't we? Yeah, I'll go first with my oh, first on, one, which on. is what I said earlier, actually, about um, sticky parcel tape. Oh, um, yes. And and sticky parcel tape and also sell some cheaper seller tapes, they are so incredibly thin, you must know this, yes. that you lose the end of it. You oh, think to yourself, yes. oh, yeah, you, and you've got no chance of finding it, short of getting a blowtorch out. Um, and and when you and also when you pull it away, it starts to actually strip sideways, a long ways. I mean, long ways. Yes, yes. And unless you're perfectly straight, you can't pull it away. And you think to yourself, why did I buy this cheapo crapo sellotape when actually the proper stuff, thicker stuff, is not that much more? I should have got them. And and of course we all do it to save money. Um, but it's just rubbish, isn't it? As we said earlier, you get what you pay for. People who, when they're sending messages in social media, do not realise that it is more considerate to the person you're sending a message to, not to mention cleaner and more elegant, to finish the message before hitting return. I occasionally will get a message in 84 parts. Every time somebody hits return, that message comes through and comes through with an audible notification that the message has come through. And then they write the next line and that comes through and then the next line and then the next line. And I could be, for instance, doing something else, sitting in a meeting or watching television and my phone goes, boop, boop. Oh, I've got a message. Boop, boop. Oh, another message. Boop, boop. Because somebody is sending me a boop, boop for every line of their 12 paragraph message. Um, do people... You're having a go at me, aren't you? I'm not. No, actually, I'm not having a go at you, Ted. No, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm, I'm thinking of a particular person who I won't mention, but it does happen. And... <laughs> I mean, I know that, you know, you can adapt You can adapt your software that it will or will not send when you hit return. But surely everybody knows if you hold shift and return, it'll just put you onto the next line and you can finish writing your message before you send it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, when I complain about things like this, people say, well, don't have your alerts always on. But then you Only don't... have it alerting for the first one. For the first one? But then... Well, with, with, with some messaging applications and some systems, you can say, alert me once, but not again. But that's per, me- have... per message, isn't it? No, no, no. You, there are some systems that, that will give you notifications for the first message that comes in. Right. And then if you don't, if you don't look at it, 
then it won't alert you to the to oh, the following ones. No, um, no, don't like that because then I'll then I'll not even know I've got a message at all. Sometimes <laughs> no pleasing some people. Isn't exactly. It? Just just learn how to press return properly. That's all. Next. <laughs> right here then. Um, right. Okay. My last thing for room one hundred and one is having to look at other people's holiday snaps. <laughs> Or worse still, their baby, toddler, oh. children, pet photos. And, and, and worse still, they don't pick up on the social cues that you're bored <laughs> and you, you're not interested in their stupid holiday or their pets or their kids. Anyway, um, yeah, that, that happens sometimes and it's just really tedious, I think. People should pick up on that and say, this person is bored with this. He's obviously not wanting to look at this. Oh, yes. not continue to show it to him. Yeah, no. yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's also because we live in a world where there's a lot of false, oh, that was lovely, when it's not meant. Yeah. So you get a lot of sort of cry wolf syndrome where you think, exactly. oh, this person just said it's lovely. They want to see more. Social <laughs> well, niceties. Yes. Oh, social. social niceties also in room 101. Yes, OK, why not? <laughs> Right, I'm sorry to bore you with this, because I know I've done it before, but I have to say that I want to give a gold star to the Royal Mail Special Delivery Service. Oh! So switch, switch off if you're bored with this. I know that there's been a strike going on late recently, and people are probably naffed off with the Royal Mail at the moment, but it's just such a good service. Um, and I'd really miss the special delivery bit of it if, if the Royal Mail did go bust, which hopefully it won't. Um, the level of service with special delivery for the price and the included insurance just cannot be beaten in the UK. Um, with others, there's always something missing, usually the insurance bit. And you get next day guaranteed. Um, example from yesterday. We posted something yesterday here at 4 o'clock or 4.30. It got to where it was going this morning at 10 o'clock. So that's like... Um, six seventeen hours later and it's delivered yeah. tracked the whole thing and it only cost seven pounds sixty five and that was including the insurance five hundred pounds um included insurance and that is uk wide I, I just think it's an absolute bargain um these other couriers try to do similar services but there's always something not there as i say usually the insurance level and what they'll carry and what they won't carry um royal mail special delivery just has it right yeah i agree when they say it's going to be there by one o'clock the next day you know it is going to be yeah yep yep here here i'm with that done here here well done so that's the gold star for them i think we're done it's uh kind of an hour in so we'll um we'll 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 sign off shall we Aidan? we shall are we saying happy new year as uh, i think we are oh, yeah, aren't we, we should do shouldn't we happy new year uh, ready one two three happy, happy new year, year! <laughs> there that's done <laughs> We'll hopefully be back in two weeks. But as we said before, if we haven't got enough material, we might not be. And if we've got too much, we might be back in a week. Exactly. So what, we do aim for two weeks, though. So that's the, the, the general game plan. Whateverworks.works is our website. AidenBell.com is Aiden. TedSalmon.com is for me. Links from there to all the other stuff that we do, audio podcasts and all the MeWe groups, too. Um, so do head across to our Whatever Works MeWe group and uh, tell us whatever works in your life. We'll bring the highlights of that to future shows. Indeed. 
Have we done anything else for you to add? No, no. Look forward to hearing from everybody. New blood as well as old. Let us know what works for you and we'll put it in the show. We want to, yeah, absolutely. New blood. We want to encourage the people that are our regular contributors. um, But we often think to ourselves, it'd be nice to get some fresh blood and new people in as well with new ideas. So not to discourage anyone from, from the regulars from putting stuff forward. But very very welcome um, to new people as well except me I don't know what I've put forward and I can't remember yeah, when I bought it so. Space you are. <laughs> so one last new year thing to say don't forget whatever, whatever works works, works. Happy new year. Happy new year.